Hello and welcome to Talking Solutions. This is a ninth podcast from the Association for Solution-Focused Hypnotherapy. I'm Sally Hare. And I'm Trevor Eddles, and we're both experienced solution-focused hypnotherapists. Today, we're really pleased to have Sophie Fletcher with us. Welcome, Sophie, and thank you for joining us today. Hello, thank you for having me. Sophie Fletcher is a hypnotherapist, trainer, coach and author. She's a particular interest in women's health and well-being writing for both the national press and also authoring several best-selling titles including Mindful Hypnobirthing and Mindful Mama. She's recently turned her attention to the later phases of women's health and her newest book Mindful Menopause is available as are the others from all the major book retailers. Okay let's start with the questions then. Um, Sophie you've been a hypnotherapist for around 17 years now. What is it that attracted you to hypnotherapy in the first place and what do you think it offers beyond more conventional talking therapies? Well, yeah, I, it is it is 17 years. I always judge it by the birth of my second child because that's when I when I went when I discovered hypnosis. I think like a lot of um people listening if they're hypnotherapists, we've all come to it through rather unconventional routes maybe where as a therapy it's completely knocked us sideways in a good way. And, you know, when I discovered it, um, when I used it, it was for hypnobirthing, which I think is how is is one of the few areas of hypnosis where people where it has really kind of entered the mainstream and people are accessing it who haven't before or wouldn't have considered it before people like like me, really. And, you know, I was a bit tentative to start with and listen to some CDs before I went to sleep at night. And I just, I slept like a dream. I loved looking, to, listening to my tracks. And when I went into labor, it was just remarkable. And in my husband, who he's got a PhD in biochemistry. So he's one of the, he's one of the skeptics. <laughs> um, and he said to me, you've got to look into this. This is fascinating. And at the time I was a policy advisor for the government. And um, just, you know, I just went on a course just to find out more about it just as a bit of curiosity and what I let you know and I, I I did train and loved it and I just switched careers as many of us have done um and worked as policy advisor for a bit while building up my business um and went straight into hypnobirthing I knew that's what I wanted to do from the outset um and it just grew from there really brilliant I mean, I'm interested in your work around women's health and in particular your most recent work around perimenopause and menopause, because there seems to have been a real change in attitude towards this over the last couple of years with you know, various celebrities choosing not to suffer in silence, if you like. And your latest book subtitle is How to Have a Calm, Positive Menopause, which goes very much against that negative idea of what, what it is in popular culture at the moment. You know, it's radical. So hmm. I'm going to start by being cheeky and ask, do you really think a calm, positive menopause is an achievable goal for most women? Absolutely. I wouldn't be a hypnotherapist <laughs> if I said no. <laughs> I think anything is possible. <laughs> um, but, you know, absolutely. And I think part of the problem is this cultural narrative and anyone who's trained in any sort of um, talking therapy, NLP hypnosis, where we look at those different states of awareness and how we process information around us and how that translates into our actions and our behaviors and our experiences, they know that ultimately you can change your experience. You can change the narrative. 
And I think a lot of the things out there like, um, you know, hot flushes, and we'll talk about this in a bit more detail, maybe. The research done by Gary Elkin says that 73% of women showed an improvement in hot flushes using hypnosis. Yeah, it's not recommended. It's not really recommended. It was recommended by NICE, but not anymore. And as far as I know, and but yeah, CBT is. And and so we have some of these barriers with hypnosis, I think. But there is definitely, you know, I do honestly believe that we can change our experience of menopause by looking at the narrative that we play internally around around it, but also how we tackle certain symptoms using imagery. Um, And so there are two different approaches. There is the belief system that we're kind of upending a little bit with hypnosis. Mm. Also, the practical um, imagery tools that change your experience in the moment. So things around sleep, around hot flushes, around um, weight management, things like that. So talking about you know, that practical approach, you know, I really like the practical nature of the book. There's plenty of information in there, exercises to do, you know, lots of tools. So, you know, how important do you think it is that women get away from that cultural narrative and are empowered to take control of their perimenopause and menopause? I think it's that's a really important question because I don't think women necessarily know they can do it. And in some ways, it's just circumstance. It's whether they've seen um, something in a newspaper, whether they've seen something on social media, whether a friend has said to them, you know, it doesn't need to be like this. And that's much the same as it is with hypnobirthing. Most people do hypnobirthing because they know someone else who's had a positive experience using it. And I think the same goes for menopause to trip you out of that negative belief cycle and that negative narrative. You need to have something in your environment that goes, ah, you know, so you have to be in a place where you're kind of there looking out for it but you think, yeah, I can do it differently. Mm. And it may be that someone gives you a book or someone, you know, I'm not the only person doing positive work around menopause. Yeah. There's some great role models out there. Um, and, and so I think it is just a case of circumstance and, and breaking out of that, that belief cycle, that negative belief cycle mm. around. Um, and I think to a large degree, that's luck. Um, yeah. So to have that sort of something positive to go towards rather than something to go against. Yeah. And you say about the other people kind of working in the field, what, who who else is producing good work at the moment? There aren't many hypnotherapists working in the field who are specialising in this. I mean, I've been, I've started doing training this year. Right. And I've trained about 20 so far this year who are going to be looking at specific areas around menopause that we can do work on. Mm. Um but when I say there are positive role models, Gary Elkins in the States is mm. doing most work around this. So if you're interested in the research and the evidence and the work that he's doing, that's a really good place to start. Mm. But I think there are role models like Gillian Anderson. So there are people in the press who are having very positive experiences. I haven't mentioned Davina McCall sim- yet, simply because her, I think her stance is very pro-HRT. And, yes, yeah. and so and I'm I'm in the in the middle I think the two should the two should, can sit together so you can take HRT without any other therapies around it you can take um complementary therapies and supplements exercising without any HRT but the two can be in the middle as well mm. um and I think a lot of doctors will say HRT isn't a magic pill. You have to be doing the other stuff around mm-hmm. nutrition, diet, exercise, sleep, you know, wet the, the, the mind stuff. You need to be yeah. working on your, um, your well-being. Mm. 
Um, and, you know, and I think there there needs to be a space where people come together and talk about all of it and how, how it works together. Mm, yeah. Um, it's right for that individual. Yeah. It's really helpful, you know, hearing about that training. And I know Trevor's going to ask you about, what, you know, what you've got in the pipeline in, in a minute. But I'm going to ask you that if someone's listening who is going through perimenopause, menopause at the moment, not feeling so calm, confident about it. You know, we've got good resources that you've mentioned. But what will be your kind of practical first aid, you know, advice to them right now, you know, while, while they're waiting for your book to arrive, perhaps? <laughs> Just start listening to a simple letting go track at night or something. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, I listen. I use Insight Timer and Calm and things like that. Insight Timer is free. And I just think doing one thing a day that allows you to empty that stress bucket as it were just to wind down um just ha- really really helps because i think these these times in women's lives where we go through these really intense hormonal changes these times of flux the brain is kind of reorganizing itself for the next chapter it's getting rid of what it doesn't need it's it's kind of putting roots down for things that it will need. It's it's maintaining things that it's taking forward. And if you think about it as a house reorganization or, re, you know, reorganizing the filing system in your brain, you know, you need to kind of have some downtime to allow it to do that because it's quite tiring. It's like learning a new job. So it's really important to create the space to allow that to happen. So listening to something every night, just on a, on a free app or something, or the tracks from my book are free to download from the Penguin website. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I would start um, every day, just doing mm-hmm. something. It's, you know, it, it doesn't take much effort and you'll just go to sleep afterwards anyway, probably. Yeah. So. I like that analogy of like that filing thing you know that sometimes when you're resorting your filing you know you do have to get all your bits out first haven't you before it starts yeah. easy <laughs> that's and really it does get easier and it does get easier so yeah thank you <laughs> you know that's interesting because what you're saying is that um a bit like the placebo effect women have got to change their expectations and if they're if the narrative they're reading in the press is that they will expect it to be a horrible experience, a bit like childbirth is always shown on TV with lots of screaming and shouts of never again. Same with the menopause. It's sort of expectations that it can be okay. You're supplying lots yeah. of ways of doing it. That's... I mean, my focus goes energy flows, eh? It's yeah. that old. And, you know, if, if you're thinking, oh, my gosh, is that a hot flush? And, you know, and the more stress you get about about it, the more likely you are to have them because they're vasomotor symptoms. They're triggered by higher, higher, um, more cortisol in your system. And so if you're adding stress to that and anxiety to that because of the expectation mm. symptoms, they can get, they can, they can get worse. And yeah. so with hypnosis, cycle. changing, we're breaking that cycle, mm. we're changing the narrative and we're saying, Hey, there are things you can proactively do to change your experience as well. And I don't think people think about that. So we do birth planning. So now, which people really didn't do 10 years ago, you didn't plan your birth mm. that much. Um, but now every, nearly everyone does it. Have you got your birth plan? Is one of the first things you ask people. Mm. And I think we should be doing that around menopause. You know, we should be thinking about what sort of, how we want to enter this next chapter in our lives. And it might not be um, about whether you want to go on medication or not. It might be about, I've things that I've always wanted to do. It might be a plan about the things that you're looking forward to at this stage in your life. Um, so there are there are lots and lots of things you can do to just restructure that. Yeah. that narrative. 
I love that idea of taking control of that because, you know, menopause is, oh, you know, so when's it going to happen? How bad is it going to be? So to actually turn it around, well, what do I want out of it? And what do I want at this stage of my life? That's, that is really radical, isn't it? It's, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, I mean, I've got on my desk now, you can't see it, but um, I have a vision board and I did this last May. And I like, I, I kind of like, you like being creative and I think when you go through menopause you do become more creative it's a bit like um when you're pregnant you you know if you've been pregnant before and you've, you've had those vivid dreams and everything a similar sort of thing starts to happen in in menopause so you can get you can get more vivid dreams and some people say that they have visions and things like that the brain can get quite active which is also re- why hypnosis is so powerful because you're working with symbolism and metaphor but so I have a little vision board. When I look at this, I have um, within 18 months pretty much completed everything on that vision board. So I'm going on an, a 90 kilometer walk in September. Wow. Uh, <laughs> walk, and, and that's part of my board. Mm. And, and so it's all these things which I am looking forward to as opposed to worrying about. And that's not to say that I don't have days where I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> you know but I know that those days will pass and I know that's part of this journey and and that yeah some days it is hard but hypnosis gives you the tools to manage that yeah yeah using those visualizations to really focus on something else rather than the things to worry about then the, yeah. yeah yeah I do like vision boards I often recommend those to uh, clients to actually set one up just so they can see over time the same thing that's what they want to do so it's uh, it's useful. and I think they're underrated people kind of go oh well that's so out there so so this and that but actually I think a well-structured vision board proper affirmations values-based affirmations that are written with your client and are personalized are really really powerful because mm. they they break that that narrative that negative narrative yes yeah, no, absolutely yes can I ask, what do you think a hypnotherapist should be doing to help clients with menopause and perimenopause issues? So from a therapy perspective, I think hypnosis is really interesting. So you come from a solution-focused background, mm-hmm. so it's very structured. And I think with menopause, you have to be a little bit more flexible because the approach is slightly different. If someone comes in to see you for weight loss, for example, I would start with sleep. <laughs> I'd be asking how they're sleeping, what their patterns, what they, because if you're not sleeping properly, which is often the case in menopause, that leads to weight gain as well. And, you know, we naturally put on a bit more um, as our metabolism slows down, but that's not to say people can't lose weight. It's also about shifts in nutrition. Um, So we lose muscle mass in menopause. So Um, And doing a lot, a lot of cardio to try and lose the weight actually increases cortisol, which can increase um, weight gain around the belly, things like Mm -hmm. that. So it's thinking about the types of exercise you do um, that are supported through menopause. And so often it's more about thinking about what getting the client to to research what is right for them. So empowering to do that research during menopause. And for them to come back to you and say, well, I need to be doing more weight training, but this is how I feel about it. Um, I don't feel like I'm exercising properly if I don't sweat. Mm. And then you say you have to tackle the patterns of thinking around the type of exercise Mm. they're doing. So you're changing quite deeply rooted um, narratives around exercise in that individual. So you have to be a little bit more creative around how you work with people. It's a much more 
holistic approach, I think. And it's really interesting in that way because it's it's really empowering that client as well to go out and learn about menopause and learn about what their options are, deciding what's best for them rather than just coming in and me doing X, Y, and Z. Um, mm. So it is interesting. And it, I think for a therapist, it's good area to go into. I'm a strong believer that specializing in something is a really great way to build a business. It's how I built mine mm. and becoming the best at what I did in my area of, of hypnosis. I'm not saying I'm the best, but you know what I mean. Mm. And I think menopause, there's so much you can do with menopause. So you can really niche down into it. So I had someone on one of my training courses um, and she's a trained nutritionist and a hypnotherapist. And I said, God, you could do some incredible stuff around menopause with nutrition and um, weight and habits and behaviors with that. You know, you could create a really dynamic package around that. Um, and then I had somebody else who in she was a hypnotherapist, but she also worked as a specialist nurse in a sexual health clinic. Nice. She had a lot of understanding around mm. and and she said, Oh, I could do this and did and I said, Yeah, you could so you can really so you, she could specialize in in areas around that, about sexual health and well-being in menopause. Then, you know, you could do a whole thing on menopause planning, you know. It's it's really it's a really interesting area to go into. And I think, um, and it just encourages therapists to step out of the box a bit more and work on a more individual basis with their clients. Mm. But I think a lot of people are standing going, having menopause, women in their early forties coming in saying, oh, I'm really struggling to lose weight. Mm. People doing traditional sort of straightforward weight management work with them, not understanding that actually the fact they're not sleeping and they're producing ghrelin and they're snacking because of that is having an impact on this. And then all sorts of other practices that support the hypnosis work you're doing. So in the book, I talk about, it's really evidence-based. There's lots of studies in the back, things like gratitude practices, journaling, things that are, that, that actually make a difference to your day-to-day well-being. So I hate the word sort of self-care. It's more kind of keep steadying. They're like mm-hmm. steady tools they keep you grounded and I think that really helps manage manage things as well so so in this I always teach my clients self-hypnosis too so they have that that empowerment which I think is really vital at these stages of of change in a woman's life and completely neglected because usually we cower to kind of the patriarchy and we were locked up during menopause a lot for being outspoken and loud just 70 years ago Mm. My grandmother was I mean, a couple of women I've spoken to. Their grandparent mothers were in locked away, yes. um, being mad when yes. actually they were just speaking their minds. Yes, um, <laughs> we still have that in us because you know, we, with epigenetics, how much of that are we carrying in ourselves? So yeah, it's fa- it is absolutely fascinating. Um, yeah. But I think there is a lot people don't see it because it's like a goldfish in the bowl, isn't it? You don't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the, the solution-focused approach can really help because we, we have people coming for us for specific things with a specific protocol, but we always run a, an initial consultation where we have a very holistic look at what's showing up for people, not just what they're presenting with, what they come to us with, but where we kind of delve into and how's that showing up for you? And then, you know, it's a very holistic approach to empowering people in general. So if yeah. it, you know, what comes out, we can work with. So I yeah. think it can be quite quite a helpful yeah and that's I think that's why it's interesting with the Mm -hmm. focused approach because 
it can I think can be really satisfying mm. I think to work yeah, and again focusing on that future we want yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely I always the first thing I do is like set a goal with my clients and mm. ask them where they want to be and yeah and you know and very often they say well I don't want to be this and I don't want to be that yes yeah it can be because you well, know, what, we, you know what are your best hopes you know we start what are your best hopes about and it's well I don't want and I don't want yeah you know, what, 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 them, what do you you know what do you really want you know let's get all that out the way you know why not what you want? get them from I don't want yeah place of I do want because they don't know what they they don't know what's possible. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm. And it's magical, isn't it? Magical with working with people as well as therapists and seeing that yeah. realise itself, yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, let's go on to the last question from me then. What projects are you working on at the moment? Any exciting developments coming up? Um, well, I said to you, I've had a bit of a hiatus um, because I've got two children about to go to uni. Um, so... I'm putting stuff online, actually. I'm doing an online course on menopause. Um, and I'm really focusing a lot on the hypnobirthing as well, because I think there's a lot of people doing hypnosis work out there who aren't hypnotherapists, who are calling it breathing, relaxation, that type of thing, or mindfulness when it's actually hypnosis. And so I'm on a bit of a campaign to really type sort of tighten up my courses so they're very hypnosis based um and there's more drive to educating people about what hypnosis is and what it isn't um and training I've been doing a lot of training but but very specialized training I don't do I don't have a hypnotherapy course or anything mm -hmm. I do very specialized niche training brilliant fantastic so if any of this has been of interest to you you know we'll be including links to sophie's website in the podcast intro so you can do your own research on what's going on and if you feel you need any support working through the challenges of menopause or any of the other topics covered in this series and, and much more besides of course then do visit our website www.afsfh.com where you'll find articles information and resources Plus, of course, our solution-focused hypnotherapist directory, where you'll be able to look through the profiles of our fully qualified members and choose just the right therapist for you, whether that's local to you or online. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you very much, Sophie. Thanks for being with us today. And that's about it for our podcast. So it's goodbye from our guest, Sophie Fletcher. Thank you for having me. Lovely to have you. And for me, Sally Hare. And it's goodbye from me, Trevor Edels. So goodbye. <laughs> Bye.